Look at me just popping in. Pop, I'm popping all over the place. That's what I do. <laughs> what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a very special Friday episode of the Just Two Speed Show. Episode number 44, might I add. I am the tribal chief this week. This guy over here, he's a head shrinker. Mr. AZ, what's going on, brother? How we doing? Chilling, chilling, brother. And we got Oos. Oos himself, oh, Dave. Oos. What's going on, oh. Dave? Thanks for good, joining good, me good. On, a, on a lovely Friday night. Uh, I know I did a couple of shows this week already, but hey, that's what I do. I pop in. I heard, yeah. I heard I heard that. That's the, what they want. I'm here. Yeah. I'm there. I'm everywhere. What can I do? I I, I, I I like to pop in places. I heard you were around a lot from someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had. Well, I, I will mention. I will give it a good plug. I had a good time last night in the Jader and Kyle show. Um, so they gave me a bit of a complex, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, oh, we got our first Hi, guest already, and it's Bambi. What up, Bambi? And, and, and before we even get started, let's congratulate Bambi for winning the men's Royal Rumble Lotto that we had going on in this show. Congratulations, Bambi. The check is in the mail. Actually, I'm waiting for payment for one more person. And that person better make that payment quickly. Hmm. He knows who he is. Give me the money, or I'll send Eric after you to break your legs. Anyway, Bambi, yes, congratulations on on your pick, winning at number one. And Bambi, he wasn't supposed to be number one. Let's not forget that you got lucky. Him and Edge, uh, Edge Norton flip flops. Edge, he came out first, ends up winning. You win. Congrats! As soon as the money is available, I will get it. The boss man. Steve, what is up, Steve? I know I'm doing two shows in one day. It's probably too much after Congrats, last night, two today. I, I apo- yes, I, I but I apologize for uh, for popping up again on another, on another Congrats, show. Bambi, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the boss didn't end up with all legends like you did. <laughs> I ended up with all legends who had no shot at winning. Zero, Carlito. <laughs> Tori Wilson, Mickey James. I had no shot at winning. I knew right away too. I I didn't do too bad, did I? I had a couple. Oh, you, you had a couple that were towards at the end, hanging yeah. out in the end. Yeah, I was good on the women's. I had Rhea Ripley, and I just was like, oh come on, pull it, pull it off. Even though I picked Bianca to win, that was my prediction. I still was like, come on, Rhea, come on, Rhea, and then I I predicted the winner, didn't I? Did you? Did you pick Edge? Yeah. No, the, the women's. Pick Bianca. No, I didn't. I picked Charlotte. <laughs> I think you picked I, Charlotte. I know I, I picked Bianca. Yeah, me and me, it came down to me and Dave, Bianca, and then I picked Rhea. So I said I was close. I was, I was in the final two at least. At least. Well, no, we, we actually all were because Charlotte was final three. Yeah, yeah, we were the final three, actually. Yeah, that's true. Was all three of us. <laughs> all three of us got it. So, yeah, that's, that's good. That's a good See, accomplishment. We know our shit. We know our shit. This is we why you got to watch us. That's why you got to watch this show. We know our shit. Um, well, let's let's jump, let's jump into some uh, let's let's jump in real quick to some news that broke today, and that is the natural oh. Bush Reed passed away today or Monday. I don't know he passed away sometime this week. Um, I wasn't a huge Bush Reed guy, but he was very talented. He was a big dude. He was a pretty good worker. Eric, what do you think of Butch Reed? Um, and where would you put him as far as eighties wrestlers, nineties wrestlers, and all that stuff? 
Oh, Butch Reed was great. Uh, Mid-South was some of his best work. Um, he did a lot for Bill Watts and that territory. And uh, it was weird because um, he was like a soup. You know, he was really over in Mid-South. And then he came to the WWF and they dyed his hair blonde. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because I used to watch Mid-South a little bit. And you know how like on different wrestling programs, like when guys were like in the NWA, they they looked like really tall. And then when they got to the WWF, they were like shorter and not as didn't seem as big. And like that's that's what happened with Butch Reed. Like I thought he was this like gigantic dude, and he's only like five eight or five nine. You know, he's not real tall. Maybe five ten. Oh, really? That's small. He's not that. He's I don't think he's six feet tall, man. Because like Hacksaw Duggan is like six three, and he was like towering over him. He's a uh, build at six two. I don't think so. Maybe with his cowboy boots on on a pedestal. There's no way he's 6'2". There's no way he's 6'2". Really? That's kayfabe, man. That's kayfabe, yeah. (laughs) Shawn Michaels is listed as 6 feet. He's fucking not even 5'8". But, but no, Butch Reed, man, I don't know. It was fun seeing him in the WWF for a while. Do you know a little-known fact? I was told... What am I doing? I'm lying. I read. (laughs) Actually, no. I heard that... That Butch Reed was supposed to be um, the Intercontinental Champion. He was supposed to beat Ricky Steamboat. And at the last minute, Hot Honky, who was a Hogan buddy, they threw him in there and, and you know, because I guess Vince liked Honky. But no, Butch Reed was supposed to be the Intercontinental Champ. Why they pull, I, I know that story, but I don't remember why they pulled, why they pulled Butch Reed out of there. He left. He left uh, the week before. I guess he just walked. Because oh, I remember that story, uh, Honky told it. He yeah. said he was just he just happened to be walking by, and Hogan yeah. said to Vince, "Well, how about him?" And Vince said, "Okay." And that's how Honky right. Honky got the IC title. Yeah, and then he for kept, what? The, he kept the, it for a year. The longest? No, he's still the longest reigning. He's still the longest, longest reigning. Still, still the longest reigning. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So he just happened to be walking by, and Hogan said, "Well, how about him?" Done, and that's it. IC and champion, I'm, longest I'm reigning the ever. Intercontinental champion of all time. I love me some Honky. Honky, I think, is one of the next guys I'm going to have to meet and bring a guitar and have him sign it. And I have the megaphone, so I got to meet Jimmy Hart, and then I'll bring Jack so we can be Honky and Jimmy Hart at the next big signing well, going on. You guys meet uh, Brutus, right? The GOAT? Uh, let me tell you something. If Eric wants to drive down here to meet Brutus, I won't, I'm not even going to meet him. I'm going to film Eric's face while he meets him. I want to document it. I'm going to make a little, a little documentary movie when AZ met the barber, and that's how it's going to be. I'll try to keep calm, man. I will. But That'd be great. That'd if, be he, so if, great. He starts, if he starts being a dick, man, I'll fuck him up. Like, there's just no two ways about it. Like, beef, I don't give a fuck, Beefcake. I, you, there's no fucking way you can kick my ass. There's no way. And that's, that's a out. shoot. That's a shoot. That's, that's a shoot. shoot. No. Brutus the... Def- no. No, 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 no. No. But like I said, if I were to meet him, I would be cordial. I'd be like, look, nice to meet you, Ed. Or whatever your name is today, I'd be a dude like that. Man, I'd, be a dick. I'd be like, hey, nice to meet you, man, or booty man. And no, I would meet him. But back to Butch Reed, dude. I thought Butch Reed was great when Doom, when he was with Ron Simmons and Doom, because like for for like a minute, you didn't know who they were. Like you were really like you really didn't know who they were. They were just these these two gigantic black dudes that came out of nowhere that were humongous and they were just beating the shit out of everybody. And it was so cool. And they had masks on. But then after you watched a couple of matches, it's like, that's Ron Simmons. And the other, but Butch Reed, you're going, fuck, 
who's that other guy? And then all of a sudden it clicked as Butch Reed. And it was it worked, man. It was great. Doom was great, man. Teddy Long, Doom. Yeah, they were good. No. They were a good combination. They were really good. Ron Simmons, I, I hate saying it. Ron Simmons is just like one of the best wrestlers ever. Like he's just a just pure athlete. Um he was so goddamn strong. You know, I know we're supposed to be talking about Butch Reed, but Ron Simmons, no, man, you got you, you got you gotta give it to Ron Simmons. He's he was just so just he was I just didn't just a, just a super athlete. Like he shouldn't have been, like like almost like an alien. Like why, how is he like that? Like there's just nothing about him that was wrong. Well, the know? next doc we can promote too is going to be the APA. So the APA is having their own special now, which is awesome. I love the APA. I thought that was good. a great that was a great combination. Um, you know, I never talked about when I met. Like, remember, when I told you I met the story. I met Les Luger in the airport, going to Orlando, going to Florida, Disney World. I remember when that happened? And when I went to Disney World. Ron Simmons was there because he was receiving the, I want to say the Florida State, having his number retired or having some kind of award for playing at Florida State, and he was at Universal Studios. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I met two, I see two wrestlers in like in like a matter of five days. And Ron Simmons was up there. I was like, "Wow!" It's I get to meet him. I just saw him from a distance, but he was there receiving some kind of award for Florida State or football or all time Florida, at, yeah, all time Florida athlete or something like that. So that was pretty cool. Wow. He's a he's a big jacked up dude in person. Yeah. He's not that's not small. No. I got to oh. meet Ron one time at a convention down here and yeah, he's he's huge still. So. He's huge. But when did you meet him? Uh, I was oof, maybe like about like 7 or 6 years ago. I went to uh, one of the conventions that were down here and he was he was there him Goldberg and yeah, I actually had a little bit of a conversation with Ron for a bit. Nice. And really humble down to earth guy. Well, David, you, you're 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 obviously always making fun of you. You're the younger guy. Do you have any uh, memories of Butch Reed? Do you know Butch Reed? Do you get a chance to watch Butch Reed at all? I actually did not, <laughs> except for I like what not. you see on on the, on yeah, the network. Pretty much, like anything when everything happened was basically when I started learning a little bit more about Butch Reed. I didn't really get to again. It was more like the '80s and '70s, and I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah, like Eric I mean, said, though his best stuff was probably not in the WWE. No, it was definitely like you can still. Like on um on the network, you can get Mid South, and and even on YouTube, you can I watch a lot of Mid South still, and um because I still watch old shit, I still I, I'm like addicted to it, and I found some really cool Mid South uh, shows they have on YouTube, and one of them happened to be he and I think it was Hacksaw Duggan. Um. One of the they feuded before, but it was pretty cool because it's hacksaw Butch Reed, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, it's yeah. that was the whole gimmick thing. So that was a lot of fun. But like cool. Butch Reed was like super over down there. Um, the Rock and Roll Express were ridiculously over down there. No, um, the Junkyard Dog was like <laughs> was like Hulk Hogan down. I'm I'm, I'm serious. G-Y-T. Like he was like Hulk Hogan of the of the of the South. Wherever he went, man, it was just, it was crazy. Like, they, they sold out, like, the Superdome and stuff or something like that. Like, well, we always talk the- about how they were a little late to the program as far as recognizing what was real and what was not. So, uh, well, okay. South, Bill Watts. Yeah. yeah, Bill Watts was, I guess he wasn't progressive enough. If he no, I'm, talking, I'm, I'm talking about the crowd as far as knowing what's kayfabe and what's not. 
<laughs> they took that shit serious. Oh no no back then. Oh yeah, the mid south. No no yeah, no, no, yeah. no. It they was it was all shit. real. That it was, was all life. real. Yeah, that's it was what I meant. Yes, now I get you. I'm sorry, I was getting confused. But no, oh, yeah, like as Ric Flair tells the story, how they broke when they broke Dusty's broke Dusty's leg, how they had to get like police escorted out of there because they were about to get murdered. Yeah, and it's like these cool. people went absolutely ape shit. It's like cool. wow, really? <laughs> Listen to some of Cornette's stories from Mid South and from like um, from like Texas and stuff. Like if you injured one of the Von Erics, like you, the state of Texas, were, were there's a bounty on you and like. You, you were, but no, th- th- it's been said by all the big, all the old legends and big name promoters that if Fritz Von Erich and B- Bill Watts played their cards right, like there still would be somewhat of a territory system because Fritz could have taken the world class higher than WCW was. And, you know, Crockett, if Crockett played it, it it's just, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to do? But they, if if they they say that Fritz and and Bill Watts's territories were hotter than than Crockett, so and Vince, but Vince was a better businessman. Vince saw the writing and, on the wall, and he had the TV. He had the good TV rights, and yeah. he was from he was Money in New talks. York. He had you had the New York market. There's no, you're already like going uphill backwards. You know what I mean? You're not. I mean, when you got the New York market, that's basically it. You know. That's yeah, and before we jump into the, the next topic, real quick, like you said, Eric, I was talking to me and David talking while you were fixing your mic and stuff. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but the it's an official deal. You now have AEW, Impact, NWA, and now New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is official. All these organizations are now working together. MLW. Oh, there's one the more. Oh, what's MLW. the other one? Ring the, Honor? The, the AAA, the Mexican one. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, they we got five now. Sancha de whatever it is. What's that called? Whatever they are. Yeah, I, it's, I know it's AAA. I know the AAA, yeah. I don't know what the yeah. fuck. So now you have these five organizations deciding to work together to make a better program, to make a better product. And I want to get both of your opinions real quick. Is, is WWE screwed at this point? I mean, should they have made some kind of deal with one of these companies? Because now it's like you're going to have New Japan guys showing up. Uh, the Bullet Club thing is probably going to make a comeback because New Japan owns it, but now they're going to allow these guys to use it. Uh, Dave, what do you, I mean, real quick, what do you think? Is WWE in trouble? Are they in a little bit of trouble? I mean, I'm not going to say they're in trouble. I mean, it's Vince McMahon. They, he has money to blow. You know, he still has all these all these networks that he's working with. The peacock thing is still is huge for them, so I wouldn't say they're in trouble. But you know, you do have a he. He has to you know look back and be like, okay, that's something I need to worry about now, <clears throat> or it, I, it's something I'm gonna have to worry about in the very near future, because I think everyone wants to see that. Everyone is so big on like, what is it like fantasy matchups, you know? So now you have you can see your Kenta and Dean Ambrose. Oh, I'm sorry, John Moxley, and your Rich Swans and Kenny Omegas and all these like different guys who you never would have seen work together because you they're different promotions and things like that. To now where you're like, okay, we have that chance to have a Bullet Club reunion or have the Elite versus the Bullet Club, like different little things like that. That you again, it was all fantasy. It was like you create in a video game because that's what you want to see. That's who you want to play as or what you want to experience. So I think it's something that they do have to you know 
see in the rear view mirror and be like, okay, that's something we, we should be concerned about, but let's try to, you know, make a better product. But, you know, that's WWE that they don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Eric, what do you think? You think they're in a little bit of a trouble now? And uh, what should they do to kind of rectify this? And you're, you're the biggest critic of today's today's product, I'll say. So what do you, are you think? One, are they in trouble? Two, how do they fix this? Because this is a problem for them. Um, is it a problem? No, not I think it's all. a problem. Nope. Um, because Vince McMahon owns more TV time. I think is that right? Is the right word? More media. TV. Um, he has more air. Um, like, but don't forget he, the, the the AEW owner. What's his? I always forget his name. Sean? Tony Khan. Khan. Tony. Guy, a lot of money. A lot of money. He's, he's got a lot of money, but he's not a wrestling guy. His son's a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is the wrestling magnate. Like, I, I, I think they're feeling heat. Yeah, but I think it would be stupid for Vince to do that because, not stupid. I think they could have. Okay, let, 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 let's to explain what I'm going to say because I can't really get it out right now. Let's go back to the 1970s and early 80s. You literally had in Madison Square Garden once or once a year Dusty Rhodes from Florida, from the NWA Florida, wrestle um, Bruno San Martino or Bob Backlund or whoever. And you know it was an interpromotional thing, but they all agreed that you know this was, you know, we're going to make money here. You're going to make money here. Blah, blah, blah. And they, they did it as special attractions. Now, I think if they did it that way, instead of like, like this one's coming here now, this one's coming here, blah, 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 bouncing all over. Steady programs and then somebody going off and doing something else is cool. But like if it starts getting like too intertwined and like you start getting whatever, it's going to be, it's, it's going to, my opinion, it's, it's not going to be good. Like establish yourself on one, on, on one station, have a feud go back to the other one but if you're constantly bouncing around like i don't know man i think people are going to lose interest in it i really do i think the, the best way to do it is to have and not even invasion because the invasion thing is like over with i don't think that's even fun anymore um i think if they treated it as used the formula loosely that the territories had because you remember if you remember the AWA, you could have like the Road Warriors would be wrestling in the AWA like one month, and they would jump over to the end of Crockett and do their thing there, or Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda would be there, and Ric Flair would do a shot there. Like, I don't know how they did that, but like it, whatever they did, it worked. Now, if they were to approach it like that and treat it as like a territory kind of thing, and and have like there, there's because dude. It, it would be really cool to have who's the champion of WWE right now? Um, Reigns or Reigns. or McIntyre. So what? What if what? What if Roman Reigns and who's the NWA guy? That Nick Galdis or whatever? Is he the champ? What have have a match in the in the Garden with them? That would be really fucking fun. Or have, no, I, I like what you're saying about not having it as a yeah, permanent thing, having it as a as like a one-off as like a territory thing like don't have a full invasion don't have this and that um have it as a treat basically for us yeah because you've got to be able to keep your 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 product stable because if you're what's going to happen to me is you're going to rely too much like okay kenny omega's coming to tna 
and he's on TNA too much, and TNA gets, you know, this giant shot. And then all of a sudden, Kenny Omega goes back to AEW, and he's feuding with whoever now. And he isn't in TNA anymore. Everybody's going to be tuning in every week in TNA. Well, where the fuck's Kenny Omega? You know what I mean? They're going to be like, oh, well, now you got this this guy, this, I'm just going to say, second-rate guy that's not a, that's not a big a name as, as Kenny Omega. He's going to be there, and they're going to be like, oh, here we go again. We're back to this shit. So I think they need to direct it the right way. And I believe that the WWE could benefit from it, but only like sparingly. I like 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 I'm saying, like you were agreeing. I think they need to be careful on how they do this because the territory system could be good again to make a lot of guys out there, a lot of indie guys, back in in the in the game to make some more money. You know, the you know, you could set up in Florida for five six months. You go up to New York for six, eight months. You could go to where's uh, where's NWA Georgia for however long, and I don't know where TNA is. Probably Florida. Is everything in Florida? I think TNA is like in the Carolinas, no? Is it in the Carolinas? Okay. So seriously, like you could do that, and that would be really cool again because you could have the then you know the wrestling magazines would be cool again because you could have top tens and this one and that one. Like I think it's a good thing, but I don't think. Um, I don't think Vince is feeling any heat from. Honestly, I know he's not feeling any heat from it. He's not because well, he's saying to himself, I, they're, I don't gonna, think he's, "They're gonna try it again, pal, and I'm gonna crush him," which he probably will. Because I looks, don't think he's but, feeling it though. Because right now, I mean, NXT's NXT. You know, his baby is still Raw and SmackDown, mm-hmm. and as of right now, AEW or none of these guys are going up head to head against him. So he's not feet. He's feeling it to like a little bit of a degree, but I feel like until they decide to, hey, we're going to make a show on Monday or a show on Friday to try to, you know, take away whatever ratings and all that, he won't feel it until then. Tim, and, and Tim made a good point, deal, though. With this new deal, that could be possible. Yeah, but that's not, the not thing even, I was going to say. just doubled your roster size. You made a good point with the, with the end up or the NBC thing. It, you know, what's his face? Uh... Ratha Khan could have all the money in the world, and Vince has obviously Vince has ties to NBC. Vince has ties to MTV. Vince has ties to all this other. So like, I with the snap of it, like he's like Thanos of the wrestling world. With the snap of a finger, you know he could probably get all of them canceled, you know, or fuck with their airtime. You know what I mean? So like, Vince is probably like, yeah, this is looking bad. Like this isn't or not looking bad, but this is looking pretty serious. We should probably. You know, you know, do something to direct our product better. And I can't believe I'm talking like 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 some guy in a boardroom to, to, the, <laughs> to do something with the program. And you know, I now, okay. Answer your question. Yes, I think this this is good. The whole cooperation thing is good because, like I said, it's reminiscent of the territory days. Like you could jump from territory to territory. You make some money here. You make on a handshake agreement. You would be. like, that was your contract back then, and you honored that, and that's what made wrestling cool. So, like, you did your shot. You go, you go to TNA. You do your shot. You go to AEW. Do your shot. Hey, go up to the WWE. Do a shot. I mean, that that that's the way it should be. Like, I don't know. Now, do you think it is at all pot? What are the percentage wise? What are the odds that WWE would actually get involved in this? Strictly from the point of view that 
you got your John Moxley, you got your Rusev, you got your Cody Rhodes, all these guys who have criticized WWE since they left. Vince getting involved in this as them being the big bad guys versus these young up-and-coming superstars who never got a shot would be a fantastic angle. Like you said, though, not drag it out over a whole year, but as a couple pay-per-view thing, I think that would be like a major, major boost. The percentage of it happening, less than 30%, because Vince still has his ego. Ego. So I don't think he would... I mean, again, if you're talking about Triple H in charge, I would boost that up a lot more. Vince being in charge... Down. So no. what, what, God, Dave? What do you? What, you, you I don't put it, but zero, zero yeah, percentage, zero percent chance with Vince there. He's he's complacent with this product. He he's making his billions. He doesn't care. It, if it was Triple H, like you said, I believe that he would do it. I think. So. I think it's a good good chance with Triple H because he knows where where this business is going. Who he needs to market. Vince still doesn't. He's still bringing an edge to freaking win the Royal Rumble. So it's like a Godfather thing where. Where Salazzo has to take out the Godfather so he can make a deal with Sonny. That's what this is. Vince is Vince's Don Corleone. They got to take him out because they know the next guy in charge, Triple H, want to make that deal. Huh? I don't know, man. That's gonna be it's gonna be a weird situation. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's gonna be cool to see these Japanese guys. I, I don't know much about in you know New Japan, so I'm I'm, a, I'm really just to see what's gonna happen. Uh, but I agree with you, Eric. Though it's gonna it's too much. If it's too much, yeah, don't, don't, it, don't drag it out. You got to make no, it sparingly. You got to make it interesting. You have to make it for a reason, not just like, well, this guy's going to show up because he can. No, you can't do it that way. And if they recognize, because here's the deal like, there were only two, maybe three world champ, real world champions back then. There was the NWA champion, the WWF champion. And for a long time, the AWA champion, who was lesser. He was more like secondary to the NWA champion. He was still recognized, but he was more of a more of a small territory champion. But the NWA champion was right underneath the WWF champion. You know, that's where a lot of people perceived it. Of course, like we were talking about in Mid-South, the NWA champion was it. That That's... He was the fucking champion. There's you weren't arguing with him. If you said Hulk Hogan, they'd say, "No, fuck you, Ric Flair." You know. <laughs> so, I I think they need okay. Figure out who is the top promotion out of the five. Obviously, it's not New Japan because they have their own thing. They're just going to be coming over and sharing talent. That I understand. But who is the dominant one? Is it AEW? Is it TNA? Is it the NWA? I mean, do you want to go that route and make them the, the the top draw? Make Kenny Omega or John Moxley win that? And you know what I mean? It's like, see, here's what this is cool because see what we're doing? We're we're going up. We're we're trying. We're going all over this, and it's and this is what this is what makes wrestling fun. This is why it's better when there's more yeah. more places to, to to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. agree. And it's with thinking about what you're saying. It's like I'm, I was trying to right now picture. I was like, okay, obviously WWE we have Roman Reigns and and Drew McIntyre, but then from all these other promotions, I'm like, who would be the next guy where you're just like, okay, he's a world champion? Like, yeah, I know you have Kenny, but then you also have I, I think who is a uh, New Japan? Is it Naito? 
like you start thinking okay who are your real champions like that are your like heavyweight like champions champions that make you feel like like a roman or a drew mcintyre or back in the day you know rick flair and hogan even yeah. dusty Rhodes. i mean it's like you you've got and that's the other thing every single person who re- look Alpha told it to us like this. He goes, I can give you the tools. I can show you how to do this. But it's up to you to use these tools to make it yourself. He goes, nine out of ten of you aren't going aren't gonna to go any further than the independents. He goes, I'm just going to tell you that. That's just the way it is. And we understood that. And most wrestlers understand that. Look at a baseball player. Not every baseball player is Derek Jeter. Not every football player is... Walter Payton, not every basketball player is Kobe Bryant or MJ. You still got to have guys on a team, you know what I mean, who are good, they're professionals, and they're better than you and I. But WWE's problem to me is they're, they're trying to make everybody the single greatest superstar ever, and they're trying to have a five-star match when really they should be just going out and honing their skills and working on a good match rather than trying to put themselves over to a crowd who they obviously can't get over to. They're just kind of like, yeah, you know. Nobody gets the pop anymore. AEW has some good pops. I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard a few good pops before the COVID. They were getting they were getting there. And uh, even the NWA, like, they do that studio wrestling. I mean, they got some cool shit going on in there. So Well, AEW, even though I still think it's a good product, they're, they're making minor mistakes here and there already. You, you see the... They are. They're starting to make a little bit, but that's just normal business, you know, business growth or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I think they have to say, as much as we want to have a faction or two come back, they have too many. They have too many groups of dudes just, you know, hanging out and doing it. It's like, all right, you got you to gotta relax with your factions. WWE needs a couple good ones. You guys got to calm down with all of them. There's too many, <laughs> yeah. so many groups and, and handshake, but it's just stuff going on. You got the jungle people. You got you got the Chris Jericho's group. You got the Dark Order, whatever the hell they're called. It's like, all right, take it easy. And Dark Order is like eight people. You don't need that many people. This isn't the NWO circa 1998 where you had 18 limos pull up and everyone on the, 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 the hot dog guy is wearing an NWO shirt coming out of the car selling your hot dogs as an NWO member. It was ridiculous after a while. So they start learning that right now. Uh, but but because the Dark Order ends up being like the reverse NWO because NWO, everyone wanted to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> the Dark Order is like no one wants to be in it. <laughs> They're trying to get out. Everyone's, NWO is trying to get in. <laughs> but Eric, you mentioned Alpha. Which is a very good segue to our next topic because uh, yeah, WWE released their first Icon episode, uh, which is one that we will not debate because we all agreed that if anyone deserved an Icon episode, it is definitely Yokozuna, and 100%. I think I think we can all agree that Lex Luger still doesn't deserve one, but that's a whole other ball of wax. Um, you know what? You know what? We'll talk about it another time. But I'm going to say yes, he does. He does. You're going to switch. I'm going to say yes, he does. I got. I had to think oh. about it for a long time. Oh, he's a murderer. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to. I said. I, I, he said Lex Luger. Now, now he thinks he deserves a icon. Special. I think he does. And I'll explain it at another time. But this is about Yoko. That's fine. So. That's fine. Uh, all right. So, Eric, did you get the chance to watch it? And what did you think of the episode? Thought it was fair. one of the best I've ever seen. It was good to see um, Afa again. Um, cause you know, he moved to Florida. I can't even go down to like PA if I wanted to ever reconnect and visit with him because 
he lived in PA, but now he lives in Florida. But it was so good to see him again. Um, it was good to see Lloyd. I'm good friends with Lloyd. I, I still talk to him on Facebook Messenger, you know, once in a while. Um, Sam, uh, I'm friends with on Facebook. Um, so I, I still have a connection with some of the guys. I mean, I don't talk to them like all the time, but I do talk to them. And it was just, it was, I was like heartwarming for me because I got to meet Yoko. I got, he, I, I trained when he was there for like a couple, like I said, a couple weeks and maybe a little more than that. And it, it was like, so it was just a surreal, like, and then going back and looking, I was like, wow, man, this is like, and you, there's this stuff you forget, like how good he was, like how, how good of a worker he was, how crisp he was, how he just knew you know, everything, and he's so passionate about it, it's like, you know, I, I, yeah, there's nothing about it I didn't, I didn't love, so, I, was, I, I, there's nothing really more, generally, I can say about it, you know, like, it was just, it was a fantastic episode. Dave, how about you? I actually haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but oh, everything Dave, that not, I heard. Not doing your homework, Dave? Come on. Uh, this, this week was a little rough. Uh, it's okay. We understand. We understand. But definitely everything I've, I've seen from it, like, and you and hearing you guys talk about it, it, it definitely, I know I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, it's it's definitely we, a, a, a tearjerker. Can definitely we tell a tearjerker. A, can we tell the story? A quick one that he that, that Rikishi told? That, Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. What did you think, Tim, about... When he bought, he said he bought the house and he and he closed on it and he moved in. He didn't have like a heating system or anything in it. And Yoko just, this is Rikishi, bought a house. You know, he has the kids. I think he has like what four more kids other than the Usos. And you know, he he spent. He said he spent basically everything he had to get the house, get it set, get it paid. And he didn't have like like the he he didn't know the heating system was bad or something. It needed all new whatever and yoko just the next day or whatever like brought over a blank check and he goes here you go go get your heating system mm-hmm. yeah, so i guess he, said, I, I guess as large as he was his heart was 10 times as large like yeah they said that that he he would he would literally figuratively and literally give you the shirt off his back there was if, no, you, yeah. if you needed it you know what though like i watched this episode and and of course of what we heard over the years and eric you obviously met a couple of them um but even just in in pop culture in general or just being a human being you notice that these Samoans, man, loyal, passionate, like probably the sweetest people on the planet. Like I, yeah. I really, I really need a Samoan friend. I'm gonna say it right now. I want a Samoan friend because I know that that dude was gonna was gonna run through a wall for me if I really, really needed him to. What a what a great yeah, what a great bunch of people. What a great family. I was surprised the Rock and Nia Jackson didn't make an appearance, um, especially the Rock. The Rock was, you know, he was huge in 2000. He was, he was huge at the at the idea of Yoko's run. Rock. They mentioned his father and his, and as far as grandfather, I mean, the high chief. Rock, Rock, didn't go through that the family to get into the business though. Like he went through. Is that? I think did he Jarrett and 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 Harvey Whippleman? I don't know. He he didn't go through Vince or or Alpha or anybody like that. I don't know how. Probably his dad introduced him to Jarek. His, his dad was a big star in, in Memphis. Yeah, it was his dad. His dad got him in. Yeah. yeah. So, and you could and, and Rocky could work, man. He was a good worker, Rocky Johnson. But 
you could, and we even used to like it. It wasn't like a joke, but like like every time we'd have a match or every time we'd we'd be down training, you know, what one of the guys would would say like, now see if you watch Rock, you can tell he wasn't trained by us. And as you know, Tim, they they take pride in the training. But as you saw in the Yoko video about Afonsika, how they train people. Like, uh, did you get you saw that how uh, Rikishi and Sam and even Tonga Kid, they were all like, you know, our uncles, you know, that was, that was it, you know, because they took them in and they trained them. So, like, and that's no joke because I went through that. I, I went through all the stuff that they did. And it, it's no joke. But, like you said, the passionate, yeah. Um, and a respect, yeah. It's like, dude, they're, they're just, they're one of the most beautiful families I've ever been fortunate to be, you know, a part, you know, have, have something to, you know, accept me to train and be part of that. You know, they, they accept me into the circle, but dude, they're, they're just, it's, it, it's so, so sad watching what happened to him, you know, cause like I told you when I met him, he was, he was, you know, getting there. But yeah, he had to be big by the time you meet him, even bigger. Really and that's big. the, that, you know what? That's the one thing that I that you'll you'll see it, Dave. I'm not trying to spoil it for you, but they you know they, they have video of him in uh, independent league and other you know wrestling shows. I mean, big like 700 pounds big. Yeah, he was still dropping that leg. He was still moving around. I mean, he wasn't. He, he couldn't. Let's put it this way: he couldn't walk to the ring. But once he got in the ring, he he did everything. He was just he was dropping that leg like nothing. And he was all pumped up. He was ready to go. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But, you know, obviously his plane rides were very bad. And he didn't like to travel because he's too big. And <clears throat> But he got really, really big. Really big at the end. Yeah. And it was sad. It was sad. And believe me, it, take it from a, from a fat guy. When, when all you want, when you just love something as much as food does, man. Especially when you're someone like me. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I just like to eat, man. That's, <laughs> and, you know. It's one of those things. And he's like, well, you have to eat to live, but you can't eat tomorrow. It's like, well, Jesus that sucks. You, that you sucks just outed me, that. me on everything because now everybody's going to look at me. You're 45 and you look so good. Oh, yeah, it's because I smoke, drink, and do drugs. That's why I look so fucking good. Because <laughs> no, all, all I'm saying is it, when you have your when you have your vices, no, I, I know you, 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 you control them. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, I know my, one, my one vice is food. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you need food to live. But not the way you do it. <laughs> not the way you're eating. Right. Like, all right. No. And, and, he, and he was the same way. I mean, he was in rehab. And had guys sneaking in buckets of chicken for him. I mean, that's how bad he was. And thank God I have not. I'm not at that level. I'm not paying people to sneak me in buckets of chicken someplace because <laughs> then I would really have a problem. But uh, oh I mean, God. yeah, Davey, Davey should definitely try to watch it as soon as possible. It was a great start to the Icon uh, episodes. Um, I don't know who's next. Remember who's next on that list? Wasn't it? Um, is it Beth Phoenix? Is she next? No. Let me see. It's not Luger Luger, right? No, it's somebody else. Uh, I thought it was a tag team, but maybe not. On an icon? I don't know if there was a tag. Whatever. Maybe not. Uh, maybe. But it was a great. I just saw it. WWE's hitting out of the park with these documentaries and the way they're doing it. And I hope they keep keeping them up, keep doing them the way they are doing them. They are fantastic. Um, and real quick before we get going to another episode, another topic, uh, a lot of anniversaries this week. And today is a big one. Today's the anniversary of Andre the Giant beating Hulk Hogan on Saturday night's main event for the world title. I know exactly where I was. 
Yeah, but you do too. Where were you, Tim? I was I was at, in my house in Queens in in, in Woodside, uh, watching it with my mother. My mother, and anyway, it was late. And my my father was just telling me I got to be quiet because my my father was sleeping at the time. But I was so you know I was all pumped up and excited to watch it. And when he lost, because I was I was over Hulkamania by then anyway. But when he lost, I was like, "What just happened?" I said, like, "This can't be real. There's no way." And then even I was going, "He didn't count to three. He kicked out at one. Like, what the hell's going on here?" Yeah, and shoulder then, was, was. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the whole double referee, and I was just like, "I like this is kind of ridiculous." And the best was Hogan was screaming, "How much did he spend on the plastic surgery? How much did he spend on the plastic surgery?" I was like. Wow, this is absolutely nuts. And then I remember a month later in the WWE magazine, it painted wait, who was the ref? Was it Earl? Who was the bad Earl one? was the one that fucked him over, and Dave was supposed to be the guy. All right, so Dave, yeah, so it was Dave and Earl on, on a magazine with, with like, a, like a lightning bolt down the thing, and it said the evil twin. And I was like, oh my God, they're twins, and now one of them's evil. And I was like, this, I thought it was hysterical after that. But like you said, what, what happened, what this led to? The Macho Man winning at WrestleMania Four, so this is one of my favorite anniversaries, and I, it was also a great moment having Andre actually win the title, whether it counted or not. It counted. Great. <coughs> and stupid Jack Tunney had to take it away from him. That damn Jack Tunney. And the other, the, what are some other power. significant uh, anniversaries that we had this week? Oh, again, it, it's also uh, the third was the Mega Power Meltdown. When when Hulk Hogan left his partner in the ring to get beaten severely, <laughs> and it wasn't like it was the Contistadors. He was getting beat by the Twin Towers, getting beat by Akeem and the Big Boss Man. He showed his true colors. He showed his lusts for Elizabeth. He showed he was yellow. So Macho Man had no choice but to retaliate. Maybe he got a little overzealous. But it was the end of the Mega Powers after that, and that was a, another great moment in wrestling history for myself. I was I was uh, leaning more towards the uh, was Carrie's birthday, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that too. The second is Carrie Von Eric would have been 60, 61. The Texas Tornado would have been sixty one. Steve, no, Steve, you know, you know, I'm speaking the truth. You know, he had lust. You know, he had lust. He, and he's yellow. Come he's on, yellow. Man. What are you doing with the ruler, man? I'm trying to make my mouth go through. This is harder than it looks. Never, never <laughs> any, mind. Any, anytime dudes have rulers laying around, people think you're doing weird stuff with it. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Me, yeah, measuring for measuring's sake. Listen, listen, boss man. You know how I feel about oh, that. Oh wow, subject. look, look how big my phone is. <laughs> you, you you go back months to SummerSlam and Hogan's accidentally putting his hand on Elizabeth's ass. It was coming. It was coming, and it was deserved. And Hogan all, got, what he, got, what, got what he deserved. We also have the anniversary of the death of one of my favorite wrestlers. I even posted it today. Uh, Gino Hernandez. Which um, I, I I honestly did not know about him until the Dark Side of the Ring episode. And it, it look, he, looked like, he looked like a... Yeah, I didn't even know about him. Oh, you need to go back and watch classic... If you can find like a montage of classic Gino Hernandez on YouTube, Tim, please do it. You'll fall in love with Gino Hernandez. He was just... He was like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, and just the dude. He was all of them. But he would have been, he would have been in the WWF, and he would have been really Eric. Of course, what do you mean? The ruler. It's <laughs> the Eric. Ruler. Of course, he. 
Hey, listen. <laughs> just because there's a line laying on a table doesn't mean I'm going to snort it, okay? And just because there's a hole in this. So, anyway, Gino Hernandez, <laughs> um, he was, dude, Gino was so great. Like, he was over everywhere he went. He he lived, like, he was like, like the southern, I don't want to say the southern Ric Flair, but, like, he was just... Like he had the cars, he would go with the women, but he lived it. Like he really did it. Like, but the problem is the excess of living, the cocaine, getting caught up in all that shit. It just, he just went up too fast and fell too far, you know. But Gino was awesome. I think, I think, I think that's why Flair survived so long. I think he, I'm not saying he didn't do drugs, but he probably stayed away from the heavy stuff on most most of his life. Or else he would, or else he would be dead. De- definitely, he just did the alcohol, like because there's only there's only like two people that that couldn't would survive. It's Ozzy Osbourne and, and Keith Richards. They're the <laughs> only ones that are making it. But but yeah, no, Gino Hernandez, like Tim, I'm I'm really surprised you you don't you never heard. He of died. Did he die in eighty six? Eighty five. Eighty six. I don't know why I never heard of him. Like 30, I never heard of him until that Dark Side of the Ring episode. Yeah, it's thirty-five. But he years wasn't. Ago. He, he he never made it to WWE, right? He was always in, always there. I I don't know. A lot of the world class used to do sh- shots in the w, in the garden, like up till like like 85, 84, 85. Because even like Kerry and Kevin and David all did a shot in the WWF, like back in the day. Matter of fact, there's all there were rumors that David was going to come to the WWF, like, after he lost the NWA world title back to Ric Flair, because he was supposed to win it and not Kerry, but he died, so Kerry won it. But, like, David was being groomed to be whatever, but they even thought David would be good in the WWF. And Vince wanted Vince wanted Devon Erics. It's no secret. He wanted him. But Gino. Yeah, we know what happened there. <laughs> you've got to check Gino out, man. Is he called? No, I'll check him out. <clears throat> the Latin, Latin lover, Something Latin lover, that? Something. Oh, he had a fucking bunch of cool nicknames, but he was—he just—he <laughs> was such a prick. <laughs> Tell you right I'll, I'll check him out. I'll check him out. Yeah, to what, Dave? You got you got Gino. Hold up, I'm looking it up. I was playing producer. Yeah, he's well. That's what Dave is, man. Dave's Dave's the the the. the Look, as long as you keep your new found relationship yeah. on the A to Z program, kayfabe, uh, it's okay. I have no problem with this, but you got to keep it real. You got to keep it real, guys. <laughs> he was known as the handsome half-breed. The handsome half-breed. That's Dude, what that it was. Is hysterical. Isn't that great? And he the made that up. That I think great. he even had a shirt that said that. Wow, that's a great name. The handsome half-breed. That could be Derek Jeter. <laughs> he was uh his real name was what charles eugene wolf sir his real name is charles eugene wolf jr 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 wolf jr <clears throat> no, i like the half-breed better that's that sounds much the more. handsome head wow. and dude and watch some of his 20... matches and promos he died at 28 that's surreal isn't that weird man yeah how all right, guys, let's let's just get into something real quick then. Like I said, before we get going, it's a Friday night. Everybody wants to go relax. Uh, the Royal Rumble was this past week. 
not too many surprises. Obviously, we, the three of us picked the final three women. Uh, we pretty much – the men's wasn't too much of a surprise either. I think, David, didn't you nail Ed? You said Ed, right? No, no, no. I said Daniel Bryan. You said Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you said Daniel Bryan, but which was believable. Anybody say Edge? Nope. No. Uh, maybe the boss. Did I? Did I pick Edge? I don't know. I think somebody did. Who did I pick? I didn't pick Edge. You picked uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. That's who I picked. Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, real quick then. Um, oh, Steve said Edge. He said Edge. It was Steve? Like, yeah. That's it. He, he, he shot it out there. He's just like, oh, I'm going to pick Edge. Edge. That's right. He said he's making blind picks. That's right. With no, yeah, with, with 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 no research or credence yeah, to it. That's like how the women picked the you know the the horse races because they like the name, like pretty <laughs> yeah. colors, and that's how that's how they pick them sometimes. Sea biscuit to win. <laughs> so, Dave, overall, give me your opinion on the on the on the entire pay per view, the good, the bad, the ugly, any surprises, any not surprises, anything along those lines. Honestly, I. I really enjoyed the pay per view. I thought it was good, up until the until the men's Royal Rumble. I really think Edge had no reason winning it. I understand, you know, hey, it's a great story. He's coming back from, you know, nine, ten years of not being there, having to retire early, and all that. But we're running into the same thing that we talked about in that preview show. You're not building anybody. You're bringing in part timers to win. It's just him winning the Royal Rumble to have a match at WrestleMania for. Whatever championship he decides to fight is the same thing as if Brock Lesnar would have came in and won. Or mm-hmm. Goldberg comes in and wins. It's the same issue. You're not building anybody. Instead, you're just giving this other guy. The fact that him and Christian no, were, boss. The, were the bottom. No. The fact that him and Christian had the final, were one of the what, the final four? Mm-hmm. Final five is ridiculous yeah. to me. Why? You're not building anybody. He already won it. He's won the Royal Rumble. Have him face uh aj styles at wrestlemania have him face you orton again if they want to but for him to have a match for a championship let alone either the wwe or a universal championship to me is nonsense you're not building anything there yes it's a great story but you need to look to the towards the future and edge is not the future right now he's the past he's your nostalgia act which i get it you want at wrestlemania but man you're doing such a disservice to a bunch of other guys, your AJ Styles, your yeah. Daniel Bryan, who any of those two guys are going to end their career not winning a Royal Rumble. Yep. And I think that's, man, such a disservice. And hasn't Edge already won one? Yeah. Dude, he's like 13-time champion. He doesn't need it. 13-time champion? 10, 13, isn't he, isn't he, Dave, I believe? He is double digits, I'm almost positive. He is double digits. And don't, and don't forget his 10-time tag team titles. The IC title, the hardcore title, the European title, the whatever so, the hell else he's won over his career. He doesn't so basically, need to win the Royal Rumble in 2021. So he basically, doesn't. titles and wins now don't have that, that same zest that they used to because of guys like him. Because of the Edges won 11 World Championships. 11. And how many tag titles? Tag titles. With, with Christian and he won with Orton. Two, and Hogan. Remember that little nugget? Holy crap. He's won 12 times with 12 times the Holy crap, I can't even count. It's four he's a 14 time uh tag team champion. Yeah, holy Christian shit. Christian Orton and Hulk Hogan, if I'm not mistaken. He has seven with Christian, one with Hogan, twice with Benoit, 
One and with wow. Orton, once with Jericho, once with Mysterio, and then another time with Jericho. So twice with Jericho. Wow. That's out of control. 14 times. Who, who books times. this shit? Like, See, and that, that's why we talk every week because this is like – it's like you said – and going into it, we also I believe we also said the women's was going to be more interesting than the men's, and we were right. Yeah, We were right. The women's was way more interesting, was way better, and who was at the end of that match? Two future stars, the future of the company. So it's like, who picked, did Triple H pick the winner of the women's and Vince picked the winner of the men's? <laughs> I, I would really love to know how they figured that out. Because when it came down to Bel Air and, 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 and Ray Ripley, I was like, finally – Finally, when when Charlotte was in there, Eric, I'm sorry. I was like, they better not let her beat both of these girls because I would have been pissed. I, I, I probably would have shut it off, went to sleep, <laughs> curl in a little ball and just go, why, Jesus, why? Because it's just not right. But, yeah, they did the right thing. Two future stars out there, women's better than the men's Royal Rumble, and that's crazy. Absolutely. It, look, look, the, the last five were, it was what, Orton, Edge, Seth Rollins, Strowman, and Christian. Like that's yep. your final five? Why is Cesaro not one of those guys? Exactly. Why is Daniel Bryan not one of those guys? Like it just made no like I saw it go down and I was like, no, no, no. Oh god, it's getting worse. And I'm like, they're gonna make Edge win this? Like why? He doesn't need it. You're not you know what building it says, though? anybody. Do you know what it says though, Dave? It says that. They can't build a star anymore, and they have to rely on guys to get over because Edge got the biggest pop, and he was over. Not as over as Cena, not as over as Taker or even Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, but he, in modern standards, is more over than the guys are now because really, who's really over right now? I mean, you guys have to answer this because I really can't. Who is the most over? Give me two guys that are over. Right now in the WWE, McIntyre. Okay. Really I would even say I, I would say Reigns is over with his new persona, and even though it's probably give Paul Heyman all the credit, but still, I think he really is still over as far as that goes. Are they the again? But I think what you're saying, Eric, there's no face of the company. There isn't. Well, they're not, they're not even gonna, that. They're like, not build, they're not going to build a. Uh, a TV series around Drew McIntyre. It's not going to happen. They're, they're just not... They don't have that X factor that, like, Rock or Austin or Cena... You know, Cena was the last guy to have that... that Whatever that it bridge, is. That pool. Yeah. But, it's, but just, it's because they all the guys that they can do that with, they've literally buried. Yeah, and they like, dump. They, they just... Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter what, what happens with them. We're just going to brush them to the side and then... Hey, here comes Goldberg. Here comes Brock Lesnar. Here comes, here comes Edge, Edge now. Undertaker even for a while. And then it's like, okay, like, yeah, it's good to see. And like you said, you have people like Steve that are happy, but you're not building anything. Where When all these guys leave, what are you going to have? Yeah. And then, you run, you, then you're going to be panicking and running into, oh, shoot, who do, we, who do we push? Who do we push? Who do we push? Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. And, and you mentioned Cesaro, and I said you even, even Eric, you know that Cesaro might be the best pure fucking wrestling athlete in that company. I think and so. They do, and they do nothing with him. So now nothing. his contract's supposed to be coming up. If he leaves, he's going to go to AEW, and guess what? He'll win, he'll win that world title within the first six months because that's what they're doing. They're giving all these guys their titles 
to, 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 to placate them. And then what are they going to do with them? Again, like they, 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 AEW is getting so overrun with angry WWE wrestlers, they're going to have too many pretty soon. Yeah. Like, you got Rusev. You got you know you got all these guys going over there, popping in. I'm the angry guy. guy. I hate WWE. Uh, fuck fans. Oh, we like you. We're going to sign you. Here's your world title in the first three months, and now you're going to go sit in the back for the next three years because we gave you what you wanted. It's going to be very bad eventually. I think, they need a, I think they need enhancement talent again. Dobbers? I think they need to have shows like Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. But see, I to, think you're right. They should have enhancement talent, but it, I don't think it should be Joe Schmo from, like, South Carolina. You know, you build, like, your Brooklyn Brawlers. You build, you can have that, you know. Someone's got to do the job eventually, so why not? I don't think it should always be just someone random. I think it should be like, you know, a Lindsay Dorado or something. Just build people like that to like, you know, they can have a good match, but you're still going to job to, you know, whoever it is to build them up. I, I think the enhancement talent was good because it gave it gave you a chance to establish um, the boundaries between face and heel. And it, and it had a better setup for feuds and you didn't blow your load every Monday and Thursday with a, with a main event match every single match and it because it, it's lost its luster like act, an actual wrestling match has lost its luster so bad in the last like 20 years it, it's almost embarrassing it's like it's it's like fuck this isn't even what you know what i mean if there's a main event every night every match everybody's a superstar and like i said you're not and not everybody is going to be a fucking superstar not everybody is going to be rick flair Taker, Hogan, Savage. Like, there's got to be Tito Santana's. There's got to be Jose Luis Rivera's and Johnny Rods and then, and like, Steve Lombardi and or Jim Powers and all them. Like, there's got to be guys like that. That's my favorite Finkel, Howard Finkel job introduction. Jose Luis Rivera. Rivera. I love the way he said that. That was my favorite guy. Uh, but, like, no, I, I, I love what you said, Eric, and you nailed it right in the head, too, especially – We've had Edge and Orton now. They had the greatest match in the world, whatever that was called. And they beat the crap out of each other. And then you get the main event at the pay-per-view where they beat the shit out of each other. Next night on Raw, we'll do it one more time. No. No. I, you, you, you had a six-month lead-up to their big, their big fight. End it. It's over. Remember like back in the day when, when Hogan beat Andre at WrestleMania 3, they didn't start feuding again. No. What happened was they brought in Ted DiBiase, who buys Andre. As he so they were feuding, but they weren't feuding. Hogan moved on, but Andre was always still there, lurking in the background, which led to the Saturday Night's main event, which led to WrestleMania Four. Blah 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 blah. This is they're beating the shit to death. They beat these matches to death over yeah. and over again every single week. And I don't understand why they're doing it. But we've said it before, where you have a match on a pay per view, and then on Raw you have the same freaking match and it's like why yeah, they even did it in the sense. attitude era like they started that and it's like oh it's but remember too, even, even back in the day it was great because it was like oh my god they had this bloody feud for six months and they hashed it out as a pay-per-view the next day you don't even know they fought they just you just move on like you just it, you just completely forget that you feuded Shawn michaels feuded with razor ramon for six months whoever won that match at wrestlemania the next day they moved on and it, while it was kind of silly, it was still fun. it was still great. 
because that's it. You just that's it. You move on. And if they cross paths again because, like I said, they made a lot of money together. They'll circle around, but they're not going to beat it like a dead horse for another six months. You, you know, shows like Wrestling Challenge and and Superstars and and like and those kind of shows. Your your top guy on those shows, let's be honest, was the Intercontinental Champion because you didn't see the World Champion only for an interview. Your bet, the Intercontinental was made really for a wrestler, like a worker, a technical. That was the technical title, basically. Am I right? Yeah. Like, so like that was your featured guy, or your one of your your like second or third over babyface was your was was you know what I mean? They had this, they had it down really, really good, and the world champion, you know. You might see him have a, a special non-title match. You might have him see a, a gimmick tag match. They'll wrestle on Saturday night's main event once a month. Um, they'll wrestle at one of the four pay-per-views that they had, three really back then. And it's like it kept the mystique alive. Like, I get it, okay? The world champion's not going to work as much as, as the Intercontinental Champ or the Tag Champs. Or, you know, and you're going to have the, the your second or third baby face is going to be basically, you know, bringing the crowd up until the, the main event. Like your age, like Bruce Pritchard, the, the fucking dumb fuck always says, your A shows, your B shows, and your C shows. You know what I mean? And once in a while, they throw you a bone like they throw Hogan to a C show or Savage to a B show just to get something different going. But you had your A, B, and C shows. I think they need to, I'm not saying go right back and, and copy the same thing that they did. I'm saying use that formula and formulate it to today. I know the business has changed. I know money's all guaranteed now. And I know that there's more high spots. And I know that the guys are in better condition. But, like, use, use what brought it here to make it cool again. Like, it's just not... It's not. It, it's it's cool, but it's not cool. And, and like on top of that too, like you said, I've said it a thousand times on this show, especially why I love house shows better than all these pay per views because hmm. the house shows allows the wrestler to expand a little bit, have a little fun with the crowd, work on some stuff, interact a little more. You know, it wasn't all about storyline. They have fun at those goddamn house shows. They enjoy the house shows. You know, it, it, that's why I love them so much. And the fact that they may get rid of them altogether makes me freaking sick because I absolutely love I would rather go to a house show in, 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 in bumfuck Pennsylvania somewhere than go to a pay-per-view at the Garden. It's just a fact because the Garden, you know, they, they, they're sticking to the script. They're sticking to this. They're sticking to the commercials, all that stuff. I don't – I never want to – I never have to go to a Raw or a SmackDown ever again, especially because of the commercials. That drives me crazy. But house shows – I absolutely love it. you. Got you got an hour and a half of pure talent. You got an intermission. And you got another hour and a half. The main event's usually pretty cool. The interaction with the crowds is great, and the fact that they take those away, I'm going to be pissed because, like you said, that's their superstars now. That's their independent. That's where they get to work on all their stuff. Now you're going to take that away, and that's not good. It's now, not good now, at all. Now, if you can't convince Vince to do something. You're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. If you can't convince them, hey, this is gonna work, you're you're basically screwed. Yeah. Instead yeah. of trying yeah. out, try out a few house shows. We'll see if it works. No more house shows. No, you're right. Why well, have this idea? Well, that's stupid. 
Yeah, that's stupid. Oh, yeah, but then what if it, it's then never it gets, gonna he, work? He'll go to another company, he'll get over it. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It is because we're in an era now where, with social media and access to, um, any any kind of content, wrestling content you want at your hands whenever you want it. You don't have to rely on house shows as your bread and butter anymore because the live events were what really made the money. Mm -hmm. The TV sold the product and you bought the product at the live matches that you go to. If you happen to be, if superstars happen to be in your city or or wrestling challenge or primetime wrestling, whatever it was, that was it was awesome. It was like a treat. But nine times out of ten, you're going to the live show, the house show. The spot show, you know what I mean. So, I I just think I think it's I think it's gone too far. I think they got too many writers. I think they got too many producers. I know everything gets funneled through Vince, but old fucking silly putty face needs to <laughs> needs to go down to the Bahamas or wherever he goes. Take take his helmet head wife, um, and whatever else they want to do. You know, I don't, I don't just sit out there in the sun and, and, you know, drink your, drink your kelp shake and Linda can, you know, eat, eat her five grain. To I don't know what they do. Okay. But they can just go and sit on the beach and just leave us the fuck alone. I want, I want to let, see how far you're going to go. How far are you let going to go? Let, let Triple H and keep Stephanie out of it because Stephanie, you know what? No, <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to say what I want to say. That's why I got a little I bit. I think you can cut Stephanie some slack. I think you know she. I, I I want to, but she's too fucking like trendy ass kissy. Oh, we're trying. She's so fucking phony, man. When she's at, when she's on media, when she's on a show. Oh yes. Oh this. No, just be yourself. Fucking Vince McMahon never pretended. He never pretended. He was on Stern, never pretended. Bob Costas never pretended. Did everybody like what he had to say? No. But he was real. Stephanie's a phony bitch. The only time she's ever real. Huh? I thought he was I thought he was gonna fight Bob Costas. I really did. Yeah, he was fucking mad at him. He would have <laughs> killed Bob Costas. He would have killed everybody in the studio. Which would have been funny. <laughs> and uh you know, Stephanie's just I get it. She's alright, but dude. Triple H is is the passionate wrestling guy. You got to give him Brains. 75 yeah. 80% of the control. Okay? Yeah. Let Vince do the lunch menu. Let Vince do like the DVD release or whatever. Are there even DVDs anymore? I don't know. But no, let, let everything streams now. Let, let him do the streaming. Let him go to NBC and talk to Dick Ebersol and they can rub fucking raspberry jam all over each other's nose and, and feet. Wow. And whatever those millionaire weirdos do, light light the clothes weird, on fire. You have a very weird perception of rich people. <laughs> I don't know what they do. Like they fucking like they they eat mayonnaise why, with why a spoon. Would you, why would you? I don't know. Channel over each other's feet. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They're, they're fucking weird. I don't know <laughs> what what they probably what do they they keep like camels as pets in their basement. I don't know what they do. But like, if, if Eric ever hits the lotto, he's gonna go out and buy raspberry jam just in case someone I, wants to rub it on his feet. I would love to see what it, what's gonna happen. He's like, what do I do with this money now? I know, I'm like, gonna if go we're get like, a camel. 
we 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 become like big stars. Like like you go, hey, guys, going over tonight? Yeah, and you see me, I'm laying there like in this like this big like like rhinestone robe and like this raspberry jam, like a tub of it. There's like this camel like eating in the corner. You guys are like okay, I'm out. I'm I knew it. See you later. I knew it. I knew you were fucked up. So, but seriously, Vince, if I got like I said, he doesn't even need to give a hundred percent. Let Triple H have seventy percent control. Let him direct the company, the product, the guys, what you see. I want to see Raspberry Jam again. Steve, I'm sorry. I, when you're having your English muffin tomorrow morning, watching the scorpions crawl across your lawn, think of me. So, do you have scorpions down? You do, right? They're like everywhere down there. Down here? I've never really seen a scorpion. I know we have snakes. Okay, uh, maybe that's Arizona. What, what's the difference? Strauss, I already took it off, and I'm not putting it back on again. It's, it's very cumbersome. Tim and his Yokozuna outfit, did you have one? The big, the big diaper is very cumbersome, so I took it off. So sorry. What's sorry, that actually you... called? Like a, a a sumo gi? I don't know. I call it a diaper. A diaper and a red sash. <laughs> and they've got ser- they have got serious ass cheeks. You ever <laughs> see that? You ever Dude, see a sumo know. fight? Was no they joke. grab each other by the ass. I mean, that's is that legal? That's, that's what they do. <laughs> Anything to get them out of the, out a of sumo, the ring. A sumo heel? <laughs> Let's get away from raspberry feet and giant asses for a second um, so we can wrap this up soon. But, Dave, let me ask you one more question. Uh, where the hell was the fiend? Ooh. I mean, I mean they're, it's they're a teasing major, her for some, teasing major storyline. It's a major plot point nowhere to be found. I thought he was going to pull Orton out of the ring, cost him the title, cost him the Royal Rumble. Nowhere to be found. Meanwhile, Alexa Bliss is cutting these hilarious cut cuts. You know, they, they they're taking advantage of no audience because they're editing all this shit together. But that, which, honestly, which is funny. It, for the women's Royal Rumble, I thought she was going to turn it. I was going to lose my shit. I thought that was going to be great. Yeah, but they I ended up too. leaving there beforehand. So, but my thought is that she's going to take it out of Elimination Chamber. That's I think where she beat Tosca. Eric, I don't know if you know what we're talking about. With no audience, they now edit some of this stuff before. So Alexa Bliss so, is going. Is basically she's Alexa Bliss with the pigtails and the, and the smiling face, and she's crazy. And then they'll have to hit the music, and she'll come back, and she'll be old Alexa Bliss, and be all normal, like, "Hey, it's just me." And then hit the lights again, and come back, and she'll be with the red eyes and all evil and drooling blood and stuff. But they're taking advantage of there's no audience crap. They're take okay, so they can edit. They have edit, and they can refine it. And so basically, it's not even a wrestling match anymore. It's just a television show, like. For, for that kind of stuff, yeah, half this stuff. I don't even think Raw is live anymore. I think ninety five percent of it. Ninety five percent of it is because they can do whatever they want right now with no audience. But yeah, I, even that, even I find the Alexa Bliss thing funny. I, I don't want them to go too far with this editing shit before. But again, here we have the Fiend, major storyline with Randy Orton, major thing going on. Doesn't even make an appearance at a major pay per view. Why? It doesn't make any freaking they, sense. They were building off that Edge Orton thing, like it still matters. But that's the thing, though. Up until that moment, it was all about Orton and 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 the Fiend. But now that Edge had to come back for the all oh, no, no, now all of a sudden, like, remember, yeah, they put it to the side. Remember, remember seven months ago when Edge and Orton were fighting each other? Forget about the Fiend. Let's get back to that. 
It's like, what? You can't do that. You can't just push okay. aside. You're probably one of your most popular stars, whether you like it or not. Oh, because something happened seven months ago that you might have forgot about. That's what I'm saying. It, it makes no sense. No. No. It's crazy. I mean, it really is crazy. But let, let's let's get to the good news, too. Goldberg lost. That's good news. Yes. Very good Thank news. Again, he was wearing match. shorts. Yes, and he was, was wearing shorts. It was. I was like, wait, yeah. what? what is this? Yeah, what? what <laughs> he looked like Goldberg. <laughs> down below, but yeah, whatever. But thank God he lost. But again, it was another horrible match. Another suplex finisher, finisher suplex, chop finisher, finisher reverse finisher, chop headbutt fall down finisher match. He was like, what too. What just happened? Like why? And again, it's it's an insult to McIntyre as much as it is to us. That's why, and Eric, that's why you can't have your. You're a superstar, you're world champion, because you're feeding him Goldberg instead of a legitimate contender at, at a major pay-per-view. Yeah, and you got You need somebody to build up to be his contender. You can't just, like, one day, you know, Xavier Woods comes out, ah, I'm tired of it, and I, you know, build him up. Like, Sheamus, like, ah, oh, fella, yeah, I'm going to beat you, fella. Yeah, well, fella, go back to Ireland, fella. Go, go get a reverse 10, fella. Whatever it is. How do you get that white? I'm not even that white. No one's that white. No one's that white. What the fuck's wrong with no, him? No one is white as Seamus. Wow, vitamin D? Was that What's he lacking? <laughs> Holy that cow, Dave. Super white. This is why That's Dave why. is the best. This is why Dave is best to predict because I can get him laughing so bad and he can and he can do something. <laughs> he does something back. It's, it's, uh, it's so much fun. So, what did you guys think of Orton uh, faking the injury at the beginning of uh, the Rumble? You know it. You, that's right. When I was when I was doing the Rumble, I was crossing the stuff out. I didn't cross his name out. I knew he was coming back, and I I, I was scared he was going to win. I was like, please God! But then I said, then I thought, all right, he's going to come back and cheat, and then the fiend is going to take him out. I'm like, okay, I'll take that, even though I, I didn't want Edge winning either. But I would accept that the Fiend came in and cost Randy Orton the match. Nope. Why wasn't he even in the Royal Rumble? Dude, I, we don't. That's what I'm saying. You got your most popular guy, one of your most popular guys, and he's just – they just don't even bring him in. I would have been okay if he came out at, like, 28 or 20, whatever, and won. Like, that would have been cool. No, they don't do okay, stuff like that. would have been cool. They don't do no, stuff like that. Like I said, they were they were too preoccupied with Orton Edge still and trying to finally end that feud. But it's like, come on, man. I, I agree, care. David. Fucking uh, what was the other one? Uh, Sasha Banks did win. Uh, it was a pretty decent match. It wasn't too bad. No, I actually think Carmella did pretty good in that match. Yeah, she, she was, was actually yeah. well improved. She was well improved in that match. Is she uh, the one that was with uh with Enzo and Cass? Yes. 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 She's well improved since that, those days, that's for sure. Speaking of Enzo and Cass, they dropped the ball on that too because they were over like big time. You know what, Larry? I might not say how much they were over, but they couldn't wrestle for shit. No. Especially but, Enzo. Enzo couldn't wrestle for shit. They needed to stay in NXT for another eight months, year. Yeah. You, you know, know what screwed over their run, though? It was the Hardy Boys coming back at WrestleMania. Mm hmm. Yeah. Again, fantastic moment. I was there. I had goosebumps. You saw that one? Yeah, it was in Orlando. Where was it? Orlando, okay. And.
you know, it was something no one expected, but that killed their run. And then after that, they had their little, like, feud that went nowhere, and then Enzo went, and Enzo did good as a Cruiserweight champion. You know, he was he was he a hot okay. deal. Like, people did not like him. No. no. They should have so, ran with that. But I think, well, well, they ended up letting him go because he had some allegations against him that I think ended up not being anything. It was just some girl that accused him of something. and Yeah, he got cleared. It was all, it was all false, yeah. It was falsely. And they, they, got, released, they released him before they tried to be a rapper. prove anything. Yeah, they tried to be a rapper, and his album flopped. I think I think they should sign him back. And then Big Cash got real fat and had a heart attack and I haven't heard drinking. from him. He was drinking like 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 seventeen malt liquors a day, right, or something. Like, well, we've seen him at the remember we've seen him at that independent show that we, I took Jacks to, and he looked terrible, terrible, terrible. But still, I can't knock him. He's a nice dude, very nice. Both of them were very nice when we met them, um, <sighs> like super beyond nice. So, but yeah, they they're another they're another. But I mean, even I would defend them. But Enzo was shit in the ring. Like he he needed a he needed a partner. I I don't think his his singles career wasn't going to go anywhere. He was a good heel though, but he was, he was a horrible horrible wrestler. So he, he was all about that gimmick with the with the rope. Yeah yeah, he was all about that gimmick, and that gimmick was great for them. Uh, the entrance and all that stuff. I mean, no, there was nothing bigger than that entrance. No, that was, was the biggest. Off. That got the biggest pop since since Austin. Like which I'm sure which I'm sure Vince hated. Ah, fucking entrance. Ah, the Bobby Roode ah. entrance. Ah. But what, is, what does Vince want? He doesn't want him to wrestle. He doesn't want an entrance. He doesn't want people to cheer. What the fuck is right? I told you. That when the rich guys get old and they get weird and, you know, it's just, I'm not even going to bring up the Raspberry Jam. They just I just don't <laughs> think, I think they get so disoriented, like, too much, like, what what is this? Is the air in a country club different than... In downtown, well, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with these guys. Like, I don't know. It's a weird, weird situation. Uh, what was that? What was that last match? Oh, uh, well, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens' last man standing, which went a little too far. It they botched. <laughs> they botched the entire ending because they couldn't get the cuffs off Reigns. Uh, so the referee had to stop counting in a last man standing match. Stupid! Like right there, that should be the argument for Kevin Owens. <laughs> I won. This idiot stopped counting. That should be part of the next storyline. I won. He stopped counting. Why did the referee stop counting? But no, they won't even do that. They'll, they'll just ignore it and pretend it goes away. Uh, it was a good yeah, setup, too, like where he pulls the ref. The ref yeah, gets knocks the ref they out. Should, they shouldn't even have brought out another referee until no. Roman got up from that. Yeah, but, exactly. But as far as the match goes, it was never right. going to be found either. Yeah, no another weird thing. No Usos. Um, no, Kevin, Kevin I thought Swanton off the thing was pretty cool. I thought that was a good spot. Even though I, I laughed my ass off because I saw the pallet with that big metal piece bolted in. I said to my wife, "You see that big metal piece?" I said, "Isn't it a coincidence that that metal there is happens to be bolted to that skid, so <laughs> Kevin Owens can stand on it and get his full balance?" Isn't that a great coincidence? Because <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I said, "Oh, he's going on that." Because why? Because why would you have this giant piece of metal bolted to a skip for no reason? Like, oh, he's going to be stepping on that thing any second now. And he did. You think there's? You think there's too many gimmicks? Like they just don't have straight wrestling matches anymore. Enough. I don't mind the less. I say enough. 
I don't mind a last man standing match. I think they're all right. Um, like I said, they botched it. They botched it too, and it, and it was it was a bad botch. Well, they seem to be botching a lot lately, and like maybe they should like learn how to work. Because then... when, when your ref gets to six, and then realizes that Roman Reigns is still stuck in his cuff and just stops. <laughs> I mean, he should, he should have been smart enough to walk over and let Roman Reigns knock him out or punch him in the face or something. So well, you have Paul a legit... Heyman, like, distract him something. Yeah, something. Instead, Paul Heyman's crawling under this goddamn light. You see, did you see him get burned, by the way? Oh, uh, Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Owens got burned on one of the lights. And then they turned off burned. the light after that. Cause yeah, because he, he reacted. He, went, he got burned for real on one of those spotlights. And he went, ah, like he was rubbing his arm and it looked like he was in a lot of pain. And then they shut it off afterwards. You can see it was off. So that that fucked up, you know. And then, like you said, there's Paul Too much. on his ass trying to undo these stupid cuffs in this stupid place, <laughs> and and here comes a ref- another referee to to box the entire call. So you, you take a what a match could have been decent. To everyone talks about the botch now. So I mean, overall, I I, I enjoyed the pay per view, but like you said, when when the women's Royal Rumble is probably the highlight, you got some work to do. And that's no offense to the women, not even a little bit. But it shouldn't be the best thing at a Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It just shouldn't. No. No. That's just my opinion. Sorry, Bambi. That's just my opinion. Bambi thinks the women should be the whole thing? Oh, no. I'm just saying. No, she's a woman. She might be offended by that remark. And I hope she's I not. It. I, 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 don't mean it. It. I don't mean it that way. There's not much that offends her. Them and then Sasha Banks and Carmella. Like... Yeah. Good match. Good spots. Good, good, you know. And Carmella was vastly improved. And Sasha got to keep her title for the first time, I think, ever. She didn't lose it right away. So that was good. So, I don't know. Hopefully this... What's the next preview anyway? You know what the next one is? I believe it's Elimination Chamber. Uh, that could be pretty decent if they do it right. Like I said, I think this is where they're either... either I'm not sure if it's going to be either the Chamber for the women. It's going to be... Um, for the Raw Championship, or if it's going to be whoever wins gets the... Because I'm pretty sure Belair is going to go after Sasha Banks. So it's who's Asuka going to face. If it's cha- for the championship in the Elimination Chamber or number one contender, I think Alexa Bliss is winning that. And I think she goes full on dark. Flair. Flair. She's going to win again. Oh, yeah. Eric, Eric's, Eric's girlfriend got her tag title back. That was the other match in the, in the opening. Nia Jax, yeah. Nia Jax and Baze got their tag titles back. So that was nice. Oh, by the I'm way, you know what you. I, thought, I thought was the funniest of the Royal Rumble, the women's, was Billy Kay <laughs> trying to hand out her resume and her her 8x10 getting get partners with everybody who walked by. I think she's great. So she's another one who's not a great wrestler, but she is hysterical. And I, I thought the Iconics were hysterical together, too. But Peyton Roy seems – she wants to be a wrestler, I think, and Billy Kay kind of wants to entertain and but I'm they, fine. They could, have, they could have been a good. T- they could have kept them together, and they still could have worked that. Yeah, there's no like reason. Billy K could have been, if anything, managing Peyton Royce to a to a SmackDown or what is it, Women's Championship. But mm-hmm. instead, they put Peyton Royce with Lacey Evans, and then they just give up on it because now exactly. Lacey Evans is with Ric Flair. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're just proving our points over and over again. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, let's start getting out of here. But let's say, uh, any last words, guys, about the Royal Rumble, about Yokozuna, about Raspberry Jam on the feet, anything you guys want to say? Uh, Eric, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you about the Raspberry Jam. Go, go to Dave again. first. That... 
Uh, I'm looking forward to winning the lotto and giving uh, Eric up there a mill just to see, you know, this raspberry fantasy come through. <laughs> but besides that, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. This was fun. We got a show out here and uh, let's hope uh, this next week or two of wrestling gets better because the I'm way it's looking, watch, WrestleMania I'm going to go watch SmackDown to see what happens. Uh, Eric. Tuesday, we'll be back Tuesday, a very quick turnaround for this show, and we're going to have a very special guest. Please plug our very special guest for this Tuesday's show. Well, our very special guest for this Tuesday's show is going to be um, an old friend of mine, um, Joel. And Joel was a is a still an indie wrestler. I don't know if he does as much anymore, but he, 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 he wrestled for 20... Five, 26 years probably, maybe even close to 30. Um, wrestled under the pseudonyms Jake Daniels, uh, Jake Molson. Um, I think he was Thor the Barbarian a couple times. He's a big guy. Um, super, super uh, in shape, super strong. He was a power lifter. He's like, he. I don't know to what um, Dan or degree martial artist he is, but he's very, very 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 disciplined in, in all of that um he's a he's a wonderful wonderful uh guy he's got a lot in common with us he likes uh, movies he likes comics he likes loves wrestling obviously likes movies so we're gonna he's just gonna be like one of us when he comes in here but the cool thing is is he's wrestled met and had a lot of um experiences in the business so it's gonna be fun to talk to him and he loves answering questions and he loves shooting his shit so I mean, you guys are you guys are gonna have an absolute ball with him, right? And it's gonna be so much fun just to have him on um, again. He's gonna be on my show. What was good, the deal was is he was gonna be on our my show, um, and I said, I said, you know, I can't, you know, leave the guys out of the first time him being on any of the show. He's got to be on on our show right now with with, with the three of us in, and Bert if he if he comes on because. That's just that's just too you know that that's a that's a the cool deal having an indie a real I mean I was a real indie wrestler but Joel you know Joel mentored me a lot and and he he stayed in it longer than I did so like I said he's got tremendous stories tremendous experience um, and he's just he's a cool guy there's nothing we're not going to be able to talk to him about like I said he's just going to be like one of us and it's going to be a treat right? I'm really really thankful he's going to be coming on awesome I can't wait and, and my my initial just, I was gonna say, I, I would just sit back and let you do your thing, and you and him, you know. But I want that for the A to Z show. What I want yeah. is find out all the little nuggets that we can find out about young A Z. So in, I in the business, wait. okay. I can't wait to get all the nuggets, all the little juicy tidbits that maybe Eric's keeping from us. Maybe he's keeping <laughs> a few things from us that Joel will be willing to tell us. So I'm very looking forward to that. So, so Eric. I've said A to Z show, all you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Tuesday, what I was telling. Just too sweet show. I want to get all the little nuggets about you, so I, <laughs> that's can't, why, wait, I can't wait for Tuesday. Yeah, that's why I wanted him on, so you guys could. I mean, I'm gonna, I'll talk to him and stuff. But I think it's more of a treat for you guys to to, to talk to him and get another perspective, and and just shoot the shit and get and, and get a new friend because he, cool. he could be a frequent analyst. He could be a frequent guest. 
he could pop in. You know, he's really guests and guests who can get guests and guests who, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So there you go. You know, it, it's, it's just a win-win. He's a super guy. He's, he's one of the closest friends I've ever had. I consider him a brother. Um, and you guys are going to love him. Um, as far as the A to Z show, uh, Dave and I are going over a few, few cool things that we're going to, we're going to try out. So try being the keyword. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. And then, um, that's true. You guys didn't argue once today. I don't like this bullshit. <laughs> you guys, you guys didn't argue one time on this show today. You're losing it. That's You're losing because, the cave babe. Because we, you know he he brought up Kenny Omega, but he didn't completely shit on him. So I'm like, I didn't. Okay, you know what? You know. I'm a, I'm and a, why I'm a, is that? I'm a hold why team. is that? Because you're his producer now, so he's not going <laughs> to well, shoot your favorite wrestler anymore. Well, we combined we combined uh, energies to you know make the world a better place. That's that's what that's we're doing. Fine. I'm I'm all for that. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we'll go through. Everything. I think I think Jader's taking his place for both of us because Jader can. <laughs> Fucking give it out with the best of them. <laughs> uh, well, real quick then, Dave. Any update on the four quarter show? How is the line doing? When will you guys be back? You have any information yet? Line's doing much better. I actually saw him today for the first time in an entire month, and it looks like possibly because Granny's Peach Tea took our spot after the Just Two Sweet Show on Tuesdays that we will be jumping to Wednesday. So hopefully this upcoming Wednesday will be our first show of the year. Very nice. Very nice. Glad Align's feeling better. Align, welcome back, brother. It's good to see you again. Uh, in case you missed it, me and my boy Keith just did Pro Tunes, Episode 2, The Doors album, Strange Days. That was today. Go check that out. I thought another Pop Tunes was coming tomorrow. I'm not sure. Jader hinted that he might be doing a Metallica episode. Ooh. I am not sure. He hinted at it. But not sure if that's one hundred percent. So that might be tomorrow. Yet. That might be tomorrow, and then we start all over again. Uh, Monday. What is Monday? Who's Monday now? I'm, I'm all confused. I'm all confused. Oh, that's right. It's this guy. It's it's it's, it's Raspberry Man of the Raspberry Jam. <laughs> it is you. And and uh, who are you? Are you actually having Monday? What do you know? I'm not sure what's going on yet. Monday. I'm gonna I'm gonna consult with my staff over the weekend to see what possibly we can do to. Uh, because we're we're gonna adapt uh, a more of a chameleon like format. We're not gonna we're gonna have guests and we're gonna we're still gonna do the do the do the fun games, but we're gonna we're gonna expand a little bit on the A to Z program. We we well, would like well, to be due, due to Jader and Kyle's. I'm not allowed to be on any other shows. I've been on three shows this week, so I'm done. Uh, so I cannot be on your show coming up Monday, Eric. So I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, no, no, the Tim. There's always other times, and it, it, you know, no, you know, fuck that. I like pop culture pros. I love all the shows. I love all our guys. I'll be on every goddamn show if you let me. I don't care. I have no shame. I have no life. I'll do every one of the shows. Every single one of them. I'll do shows that don't even exist yet. I don't care. So whatever. You're, you're going to be the Ed Leslie of Pop Culture Pros. <laughs> yes, I will have 15 gimmicks going on at the same time. I'll be Booty Man one night, the Zodiac the next. I don't care anymore. You'll be uh, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, <laughs> Dude Love all at once, coming out there of the Rumble. All right, so Monday, A to Z. Tuesday is the Just Too Sweet Show, followed by Granny's Peach. See, Wednesday, put it in the books with those Mets boys, followed by the return of the Four Quarter Show. 
Thursday, don't, with Jader and Kyle, they, they have their own schedule. So we don't know. They might be back Thursday. They might be back Friday. It might be eight at night. It might be seven in the morning. We don't know what those do. They, they're on their own little time schedule. I do know Eric is scheduled to be one of their next guests coming up in the next few weeks. Ooh. Yes. I know I know it was you. Because Jada told the story of how I, I kind of like got mad. I didn't get mad. I was joking around, but I was serious, <laughs> but I was joking around. <laughs> Did you hear that story, Dave, real quick? They were talking about Jada said, I want to have Eric on the show. And I said, bullshit. You're not having him on before me. I've been around much longer. So they, and then and then fucking Jader tells a story last night on the show. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> it was no, I laughed. I cracked up laughing. I said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, man, I've been trying to get on that show for a year now." I said, "It's like a fucking Pearl Jam in the '90s, man. You can't get tickets to this thing." I've been trying to get on this show for a year, and they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna jump me for Eric. That's not right. That's not that's not cool. So I got on the show. I'm happy. I had a great time. They should be popping up next week too, and then we just keep going all over again. In circles, show, show, show. Uh, there's, let's other, see. there's other stuff coming up too. Yeah, what's, what's coming streaming, up? The streaming show is coming soon too. Yep. Thank you, boss man. I I, I honestly appreciate it. I, I am a whore. I will do anything. You give the people what they want. I will do anything for pop culture pros. I have no shame, zero shame. I'll be on every show. Matter of fact, I want to get a little thing and put myself in the corner here, where my face is always in there. Just staring at the people, looking at the people, bracing the people. But, yeah, we do have a lot of cool shows coming up, the streaming shows about all the uh, good stuff on Netflix, Amazon, all that good stuff. Um, I believe – was I mistaken, Eric? I know I keep dragging this out. Was I mistaken? Was RD kind of promoting himself to get a show on the network? Did you I don't see know that? if it was on our network. I think he's – putting it out there for himself. Okay. Um, Wait, so he's I, trying to promote himself through our network but not come on our network for a show? That's not right. You you, you <laughs> might need to ask the boss. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm going to say I, I was under the impression that he was doing his own thing with his own whatever. Oh, there's been talks. Okay. See? There's been talks. Okay. So there's been talks. So maybe maybe we're going to have him join. Maybe. Maybe that'd be pretty awesome. The, um, but yeah, no, David, David, I know real quick, David, I know what it's like to uh, steal somebody's time because he's not getting Monday back. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm I'm declaring myself the king of Monday. All right, guys, that's awesome. That's the rundown. Go on uh, popculturepros.com. We are on everything, every social media format. Go find it. Go love us. Go enjoy us. Go share us. Spread us the love. Spread us around like raspberry jam. Like raspberry jam. On, on your toes. <laughs> With a camel in the basement. All right, guys. It's a good show. Uh, like I say every week, you may not like us, but learn to love us. We're the best thing going today. Raspberry jam, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>